0: A very special thanks to our $5 fans, Andrew Anker, Carl Nelson, Stephen Fox, David McCreeth, Brendan Adkins, Lucius Kwok, Amber Costley, and Brian Walsh.
1: Today's episode of Let's Make Mistakes is brought to you by Warby Parker. They make those glasses. Are those Warby Parker's you're wearing there, Jesse?
0: Yes, they are. What they are the one allow me to uh, look at my computer screen and read uh, read words.
1: <laughs> They're delightful.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we recently um, we we recently had a sponsorship with Warby Parker where they um, actually let us order a pair of glasses. That was pretty rad. I went through the whole order process with them. Uh, it was very easy, uh, very fast.
1: Yep. I got a pair for my son.
0: How does he like him? He loves him. Is he is he like fifteen percent cooler at school now? He is. He got
1: sunglasses.
0: Oh yeah, cool guy sunglasses. Yeah, so he's birking it. Just in time for the rainy seasons of San Francisco.
1: We'll travel. We have a guest. Do we? Yeah. Where? In Kansas City, I believe.
0: Kansas City. That's like. Is that is that where Dorothy is from? No. OK.
1: Blows. <laughs> Hello, Jeremy. Hi, how you doing? Good. Uh, Jeremy Fuchsa is joining us today, live from Kansas City, Missouri. Is that correct?:
2: That is correct.: That, that explains, is correct. That yes,
0: explains yes. why you're on my Skype on my computer right now.
2: That would that would explain that I didn't just uh, you know stalk you and then somehow hack myself in. Yeah, that's why
0: I'm here. To be fair, I guess I am the one who added you right before recording. It all makes sense.
2: Absolutely,
1: Jeremy. (laughs) What do you do for a living, and why should our listeners care?
2: Well, they should care. I am a design director at a uh, relatively small web design shop called Click Farm in Kansas City, Missouri, and so uh, they should care because. I am a designer with a fair amount of experience. I've been, gosh, I've been doing websites since '95. I think was when I made my first one. So, I feel like I'm kind of one of the old timers of the of the internet. But you know, not quite as much as uh, Al Gore or anything like that. <laughs> so.
1: And have you always done this in Kansas City, Missouri? <clears throat> uh,
2: no, actually, I did it for a while in Oklahoma City. So I've always been just kind of you know I'm I'm just a I'm just a farm boy. I was raised on a farm, and uh, you know so. And I decided to move to the big city of Kansas City, not really even knowing that it's really kind of a a huge uh, city for client services work like advertising, marketing, design, and things like that. I was really amazed. Didn't expect that.
1: And Click Farm is not your company, correct?
2: ClickFarm Farm is not my company.
1: So you are an it's employee. A,
2: I am an employee. And they let you I'm, go I'm, on
0: podcasts?
2: Uh, they they let me go on podcasts. They let me run a podcast out of the office and they let me go and speak on their behalf. So yes, I I would be what you would call management. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> Oh. So yes, yeah. so last week we last week we talked about client services. And yep. it, it was uh, two people who run client services shops. Talk talking about client services and what a pain in the butt it can be
2: yeah and and trying and trying to find your way out of your client services jobs uh, if I recall correctly
1: well <laughs> not really but
0: just wanting to know that we have an out if we need it yeah
2: right well uh, you I th- know uh, I think Jesse, you can always take... send a resume to me and uh, I'll take a look at it
1: so this week we have a client services employee on the line. Yep. Except your management.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: What do you, so what do you do in your management position in a client services shop?
2: Well, you know, I it basically you could say that uh a lot of places you would maybe call me a creative director instead of a design director. So, I would oversee a lot of the output that the other designers are coming up with, kind of help them See the bigger picture of product of projects that we might be working on, and you know, just just helping helping drive in a way do a lot of lot of driving the strategy behind the ideas that are that are getting produced. And so, um, you know, for me, sure, I, I do some of the the visual design, but then I also, since we are a fairly small group. Um, I also kind of wear the hat of like a user experience guy, so i so I do a lot of the the strategy and deciding how the interactions go and, and what the uh, business goals are that we're trying to achieve with the different interactions that we're putting into a website or an app or anything like that, and then and then that moves on through the through the visual uh, side of it. But uh, so yeah, you know, I a, a few different hats as as well as overseeing a couple of designers and a front end developer. And then, then that's kind of where my de- my muddy demarcation line kind of stops, and then that goes more into technical uh, back-end developer kind of guys. So then we have another guy who looks over that.
0: So as a, a manager at a company, a- actually, how many people work at your company?
2: Uh, we are 14 right now.
0: 14. How does it 14, feel to be yeah. a manager at a company that you do not work? run but you're i guess kind of running part of it
2: yeah um you know i it's kind of, it's kind of weird i like it um i think i don't know i i've never i've never run my own company i've always had my own weird dreams of, of doing that but i think in the end i would probably be the the worst boss in the world because i'm just not exactly sure i don't think i'm cut out for for that side of it mm-hmm. and so i'm i you know I'm I'm pretty happy not having it be my company, but being able to to help drive where a company is going. And so uh, that feels that feels kind of like the limit of of my core competencies as far as management <laughs> and, and business acumen would go.
0: Yeah. I think one of the secrets is that nobody's really cut out for it in that sense. I don't know. We're all
1: just yeah, true.
0: We're all just doing it. <laughs>
1: Well, you learn by fucking yeah, up. Yeah,
2: I just yeah. feel like I would do, yeah. Well, see, I just feel like I would really fuck it up. That's just kind of where I Oh, I, think I,
0: I mean, would. and you would, but not because of you, because everybody fucks it up at some point.
1: Yeah, and sure. the 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 way to fail is to pretend that you're not fucking up.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I've seen that in in past jobs that I've had, different places that maybe uh maybe they shouldn't have been so confident.
1: So I mean, yeah. You know. I, you know, whenever I hire somebody and they're they're new on the job and they're willing to tell me when they fucked something up or when they don't know something, that gives yeah. me a pretty good idea that they're going to be okay or or that at least they don't have that particular problem. But when you get somebody who is in over their head or making mistakes, which you're going to make when you're new to a company or when you've like elevated to a new position or something like that, you're going to make those mistakes. And if they're pretending they're not making them, they're hiding them from you.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I've got to say that probably, uh, I mean, that was one of the last things that I feel like I learned about myself was that's a really stupid idea. I feel like I went through... A, a large swath of my career and maybe as recently as seven years ago decided I really needed to quit doing that. And the fact that I don't know something is not a bad thing because well, I can find it out. So, yeah,
1: I I can totally relate to that. I mean, I, it, it's, you know, it's imposter syndrome and we all have it to, to, to some degree. Yeah. And I had a bad case of it starting out. Uh you, I mean, I never went to school for this shit. Um, I went to art school, for Christ's sake. And I like accidentally started a company and accidentally became a designer. And um, I would meet these people who, you know, went to school and they knew the fancy words. Mm -hmm. And I always felt like I didn't belong anywhere near these people.
2: Yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree with that and can relate to that as well. I didn't go to school for this either. Uh, as a matter of fact, I just kind of bounced around from major to major to major until I was completely bored with school and went in to find out what what's the, what's the major that's going to get me out of here the fastest. And my advisor looked in and said, well, you've got eight hours and then you can have a philosophy degree and i said okay and so that's that's what i that's what i ended up doing and you know i was just kind of playing around with just making websites and things cuz like i said 95 um and yeah i mean and but to this day i still definitely have that that imposter syndrome and and really i mean our show the shakes is kind of what that's all about is just that common imposter syndrome that all quote quote creative people have but i really think that 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 can be anybody though and we we celebrate our insecurity <laughs> over on that
1: side mm-hmm. so and for those who don't know the shakes is a podcast available here on mule radio correct which everyone should know
2: yes but i agree
1: but you should listen to it
2: i also agree
0: so, Jeremy, I understand that you will be giving a talk at South by Southwest coming up.
1: When is
2: that? I will. That is starting uh, Friday. I Seriously? Am, I am getting, That's terrifyingly
0: yeah. soon. I've heard. <laughs>
1: yes, I've yeah. I've heard nothing about it this year.
2: I haven't either. Honestly, it's, be- uh, it's become I, a thing sent- that
1: it's become a thing that uh, I guess the people I talk to don't really talk about that much anymore.
2: Yeah, well, I you know, I I sent out a tweet earlier today kind of doing doing the well, I I hate to be the guy to start this, but who's who's going to South by Southwest? I didn't I didn't hear a, a a single thing back. Uh and so and and I keep saying, well, that's the reason why uh they finally got around to choosing me to to go speak at at South by Southwest because they've kind of run out of people. But uh you know, I'm I'm happy to be going. Uh I didn't go last year. I, I've gone a couple years previous to that and I don't know. I, I uh I'm just trying to get into more speaking and so I felt that this was kind of one of those necessary notches to have you know, that's it's a it's a it's a gig that you kind of need to have on your resume. I thought to, you said nachos. Well mm-hmm. yeah, I nachos. started saying notches. I started saying notches on my bedpost. And then that felt a little weird. Yeah. We should have we should have
0: podcast nachos.
1: Podcast nachos would Mm -hmm. be really good. Yeah. I'd be down
0: for some
2: podcast nachos.
1: Yeah. Why don't we have snacks?
0: I don't know. You just asked Lena for snacks. She said that she would get us healthy snacks, but that's not nachos. What the fuck, man?
1: What's wrong with people?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't want mango slices. I want nachos. Mango
1: slice. Why did she say mango slices?
0: I think she's telling I think she's trying to tell us something. She's telling us we could actually
2: nachos. give you a good reason why you wouldn't want snacks. And, and uh, it, all you have to do is listen to early episodes of the shakes when we would give Pat uh, peanuts. And it's just disgusting to listen to until Caleb was finally enough with the nuts. So <laughs> that's,
1: that's not that's the first it. time or last time Caleb said that. <laughs> <laughs> He's so editing that out.
0: Um, so, Jeremy, <laughs> what, uh, what will you be speaking about at South by? <clears throat>
2: I will be speaking about alternative design work. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm going to get a cough here. <laughs> too
0: many nachos. Do you have,
1: do you have some way nuts too many nachos. I have
2: a throat nacho, a throat nut. Um, alternative design workflows, and so basically, <clears throat> so basically, that's uh, you know trying to find different ways to design websites, design apps, uh, and not be so. Uh, reliant on Photoshop. You know, over the past couple of years, we've had lots of people like Brad Frost and, uh, and, and different guys talking about doing in-browser design and all this stuff. And I'll talk about all that stuff, but really what I'm kind of mostly concerned about is, okay, all of us designers, we see these new techniques or new tools and we're like, oh, yay, cool, let's try this. And it's new and it's novel and maybe it's a new way to work, but not necessarily think about the fact that that work has to go on to another part of the process. So mm-hmm. how how is this new little gimmick or or trick or technique that you're going to try, how is this going to affect your development team? Or most importantly, how is it going to affect your client? Because a lot of times, especially for clients who have bought technology and digital design for years now, are used to a certain type of thing. They know that they're that eventually at some point you're going to come in with your three mock-ups of the home page and they get to choose which one they want or take part of A and switch it to B or whatever. Mm-hmm. So what happens if the first time you come in and you show them something like style tiles, which is one of the things that I'll talk about. And uh, you know, which is really nothing more than some color swatches and some font choices and then they look at that and they say what the fuck is this you know this isn't my home page and how can i show this to the ceo how can i sell this up the ladder so it's uh... it's gonna be a lot about how to set expe- expectations with your clients and how to uh... you know really use these things to your advantage because well like with style tiles i found that when i've used them on the past four or five projects that i've done once we get into actual design work and kind of you know figuring out how that's solving their problem we're not worrying about whether that's the right color of red or whether that is exactly the right font choice or whatever like, because we've we've already we've already signed off on that and so it it kind of becomes a lot more productive conversations on down the road and so that's kind of that's kind of where it's kind of where this is coming from
1: mm-hmm. So when you' men- when you mention style tiles, you're talking about Samantha Warren, correct
2: talking about Samantha Warren style have, tiles. yes. So I've
1: seen Samantha give that talk uh, about style tiles mm-hmm. and um, it's intriguing. Uh, I would really really love to see uh, her present those to a client because I can't imagine how that how that would work for me because yeah. I've got I mean I've got my own peculiar way. Of selling design, yeah, which I wouldn't recommend to anybody um
2: well, and i I can't imagine and and really, my talk is not going to be this is your magic formula for working in two thousand and fourteen, right, I'm very wary you know, of, ma-
1: of magic formulas,
2: yeah, it is absolutely not that at all. this is kind of this is going to kind of be a very high level look at here are all the fancy things that people are trying, but here are the two or three things that I've tried. Here's what I like and what I've stuck with. Here's what I don't like. Maybe it works for you, maybe it doesn't so yeah, and I think uh, I think yeah. that's
1: the important part is the maybe it works for you, maybe it doesn't. I think there's been mm-hmm. so many uh snake charmers trying to sell magic pills, yeah, and yeah. Uh, I think they like these people have found something that works for them. Mm -hmm. But there's a big difference in finding the thing that works for you and deciding that it's the canonical thing that works.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't want to shove this down anybody's throat. And I mean, you know, talking about snake pills, these aren't even my snake pills. (laughs) These are just a bunch of snake pills I found on the street and, you know, put them in a bottle. You should take them. uh, Take them. Is this this, uh,
0: snake oil pills?
2: I, yeah. I think, oh, yeah. You know, snake oil pills, snake. Uh, you know, skin pills. Whatever it takes.
1: I think we put all our metaphors in a blender. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: Um, it's interesting because yeah. this is um, the kind of design that you guys are talking about right now. Like, we, I, I had to look up the style tiles because uh, in in my neck of the woods, over an iOS design. Um, I, I uh, what am I what am I trying to say? Sorry, I did not form the sentence in my head first. Um, <clears throat>
2: well, it's a, it's a little less relevant. I think. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's a little bit less yeah. relevant, and um, and it's just uh, it's always a little bit confusing because I kind of walk these two worlds between web design and mobile design. And um,
1: whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah, what? Like whoa. Native, now, how is that
2: different?
0: Uh, Wait a minute. How is that different? Native, uh, native application design. Versus uh, desktop website design.
1: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Well, like, (laughs) I make websites. Mm -hmm. I make websites for desktop Mm -hmm. and mobile Mm -hmm. because you have to. Yeah. You have to make those, you have to think about those two things together. Mm -hmm. I do not deal with iOS stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm glad you do, and you do a very good job of it. Mm -hmm. But I want to like when you say uh, web and mobile.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, there's a huge part of the web oh. that's mobile.
0: Uh, yeah, and I mean, I mean native, uh, native iOS. So application native applications. Yeah yeah, 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 very different. I know, and that's what's confusing about it, right? Is that there are all of these words that mean completely different things depending on who you're talking to. Where if on my kind of side of things, if we say mobile, we pretty much mean application design. Uh, on the right. web side, if you say mobile, you mean mobile web. And then for sure. both sides, people will be talking about design and design best practices. And what may be a best practice on web is not the same thing on native mobile application design. So it's interesting to hear about something like this, where it's just, it's not, I don't even, I don't even I've never even heard of it interesting
2: well and you know i and i think there's something from it that you that you guys could take uh i well as a matter of fact i know that we we used it uh we do pseudo native uh you know we will do stuff using PhoneGap so that way we can release an app to ios and android and just have the same basic you know html code base that runs the ui and we've used style tiles and things like that to at least kind of get you know just the the overall feel <clears throat> of what it's going to be before you get into where do the buttons go under the right thumb or the left, you know, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. So, something to look at anyway, Jessica.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Do, 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 do. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> so, when you say design process and changes to the design process, do you mostly mm-hmm. mean um, the way in which uh, design is expressed, or or does it have anything to do with Ex- kind of the timing?
1: Express like I get my dog expressed. <sighs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> no, I mean like that's the, the weirdest. That that's you the use weirdest design, smell too, isn't it? <laughs> w- and
2: yeah, and how the weird, hell rusty penny? How smell? did he
0: get that
1: name?
2: I don't know. I don't know, but that is yeah. That is just the weirdest thing. Dog expression is just.
0: Whew. I don't have a dog. It's I don't a, know what you guys are talking about. Google it. Uh, like
1: well, web, we're not going to go into it. Is this a uh, yeah.
0: web dog owners thing? Yeah.
2: Just, yeah. Yes. No, I'll just I'll just give you two words. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Old pennies. Old pennies. No. I'll just say that.
1: So, it's, so what was the question? It's a new web <laughs> service for dog owners, Jesse. <laughs> uh, dog expression. Um.
0: My question relates to, does what you're talking about uh, refer mostly to um, kind of the medium that you use? Like you were saying, um, not just doing design in Photoshop, but in other places. Or does it also refer to kind of the timeline of a design project?
2: That is a fantastic question. And uh, actually, the answer to that would be both. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yes, part of it is maybe there are other tools to... To look at, mm-hmm. and so maybe maybe you you start uh, in bobe- Bohemian sketch, mm-hmm. Bohemian coding sketch, or maybe you start the whole thing prototyping just a quick you know bootstrap framework or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then that also affects a timeline because the other part of what I'm trying to and this you know this goes back to what it is that I'm trying to implement at ClickFarm and how we're all working on it together to to make it work best is trying to keep less of those uh, switches between between deliverable or artifact of, of the process, trying to make them less throwaway. Mm-hmm. So let's say like if the user experience person starts with maybe uh, a really bare bones uh, framework of the website and kind of rough codes it in Bootstrap, then at least there's the beginnings of code that can move into the next process and maybe 60 to 75% of it gets to stay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and the next guy who, who is really good at distilling that code down and making it a lot cleaner and a lot more efficient can fix that and make that the next best thing. And so, uh, you know, because otherwise you've got wireframes and at at the end, you know, they, they get thrown away Mm -hmm. once they get get looked at because that was all, that's all they were good for. And then, uh, And then that goes back to the Photoshop mock-ups. Well, okay, now once the Photoshop mock ups are done, and, and Mike has said before, you know, it, it's a painting of a website. Well, okay, now you throw the painting of a website away because now you're making the website. Mm-hmm. And so if there if there's a way to you know, to, to streamline that to where you're you're eliminating as much waste as you can, mm-hmm. you're saving yourself time, you're saving yourself headaches, you're saving your clients money mm-hmm. and hopefully just doing better work overall.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we um, over at Pacific Helm don't do much in the way of plain black and white wireframing these days. Um, partially yeah. just because on um, for native iOS, especially with iOS 7, um, the design paradigms are so simple and kind of easy. It's easy to just wireframe in actual design. So Well, yeah, it's easy yeah. to go into
2: Interface Builder and just kind of put together, and then all of a sudden you've got at least a prototype.
0: Yeah, goes. exactly. So, it, yeah. It's, and it's funny. I mean, when iOS 7 came out, we were uh, designing an application for a client, and they thought that what we showed them was just wireframes, but we're like, nope, that's that's what uh, <laughs> the operating system looks <laughs> like now. Op- Sorry. <laughs> um, hmm. Yeah, it's it's interesting trying to kind of consolidate that process, but make sure that you don't um forget any of the you know like wireframing is obviously a very important step in the design process so making sure that you don't leave any of that out.
1: The big yeah, we don't yeah. we don't do that much mm-hmm. wireframing anymore. Yeah. And definitely the biggest difference between what we used to do and how we do it now is that it used to be much more um of a documentary mm-hmm. process like we're documenting how the system works. Mm-hmm. And now there's a lot more just whiteboarding,
0: yeah, that's what we do too like
1: we'll just we'll just draw something up on the board mm-hmm. and like everybody like everybody involved in the project will jump in, okay, okay, like we're figuring out this flow mm-hmm. from like engagement to purchase, mm-hmm. and we hang out and we wireframe it all until it works and and like everybody takes turns at the board you know. With mm-hmm. their pet ideas, and yeah. uh, and we yep. and we all get a, a basic understanding of what we're doing, and then everybody goes off and does their their own part of it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And depending on what the or, or, or depending on the the best way to do this particular project, it might mean you know we go right into front end development with it, or somebody has to take something in a Photoshop, or somebody actually has to sit down and wireframe this process out to convince a client of something but it's 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 much more of of a, a tool mm-hmm. for getting to the next thing we need to do yeah Than it is yeah. i mean I, re- I remember when we first started we would we would create these giant books of wireframes mm-hmm. and we always made sure to print them out on 60 pound paper instead of 24 <laughs> pound <laughs>
0: yeah. which
1: is you know what you get at, at office depot mm-hmm. So that when we dropped it on the client's desk, it would make like a big thud and sound Mm -hmm. really important. Mm -hmm. You know, with the nice cover and everything and and the coil binding, the the metal coil binding, Mm -hmm. which was just a little bit Mm. nicer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they'd go, oh, look, this looks like very important work. (laughs) Yeah. I shall now pretend to look at it all week.
0: (laughs) What we run into when we um, kind of present higher level structural thinking to clients is that uh, because what we design out mostly is like functionality rather than like content layouts is that they, um, the feedback is always like, this doesn't look very user friendly um, because it's hard to kind of imagine if you're not a person who works on iOS applications all day, it's really hard to imagine all of these black boxes and placeholder text as an actual interface and kind of get that idea of how it all fits together um unless it looks like an application that lives on their phone that they use every day and and know what to do what, what are you showing me, Mike? yeah, I don't know what that is i don't know I don't want it i don't he's he's still on this uh expression thing
2: oh we we're, oh, we're back on dog expression, okay,
0: okay. yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: What
1: well, we're talking about eliminating Fantastic waste from management. the process. Yeah. We're eliminating waste from the design process,
2: Jeremy. That's exactly Wonder. right. No, I, I think it's 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 completely germane to the subject. Boom. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And I
0: think no, I, that you know, um, oh, yeah, go ahead.
2: No, no uh, well, I uh, kind of talking about, you know, the wireframing and and uh, we're trying to do less of the wireframing as as especially in in the large thud box. Book type mm-hmm. of thing, but yeah, you know, and <clears throat> I think a lot of what you're talking about is is having people ha- having a hard time wrapping their head around the black boxes and so on. And so on. Uh, that goes back to to just that whole idea of setting expectations. Uh, you know what what you're going to see is is not going to look like maybe what you expect that it's going to. But uh, it, the the point of it is for you to look at it. Uh, Ask some questions about it. If you see something that that has it just doesn't really resonate with you, then it's going to open up conversations, and and then hopefully uh, you guys, you, you know, you, the client and and you will be able to uh, arrive at some some good solutions together. So that's that's usually how I how I start out any in any type of a either a prototype or a or a wireframe type of discussion is just uh, you know kind of by setting that expectation, and usually it goes pretty well. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so that's a Yeah.
0: yeah. You
1: know, honestly, Excuse the the me. biggest reason we stopped doing any sort of formal wireframing here was because I never looked at them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: and, it's the same thing with technical documentation. I mean, we do that too, and you can make that look like a ton of work. Well, it mm-hmm. is a ton of work. And It is a ton yeah, of work.
1: And, and so, I mean, Erica who who, you know, used to make all our wireframes when we were smaller. Um, I mean, she would go through this 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 amazing effort of of doing a wire wireframe wire for every single template of the site, and um, then I wouldn't look at them because <laughs> I, because I was there for for like the whole process, yeah. And I like I I knew like what needed to be on this page because we had talked about it a hundred times during the day, mm-hmm. so I would just start designing things, and she'd be like. Well, and you know, every once in a while, I'd miss something. So, she's like, did you look at the wireframe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Then comes
2: the butt hurt. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I mean, it's yeah, and, and it's
2: and it's just another point of waste. So,
0: butt hurt. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, butt hurt is waste. But then, yeah, going through going through all that necessary work that doesn't get looked at.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, it just uh just if if it's if it's not being used if it's not being useful. Get it out yeah. of there. Spend your time doing something else.
0: And I have known designers who do work better when they do have wireframes. Like that is how they want sure. to think about things is in that very structured sure. way. Because what I was going to say earlier was that um, a lot of the reasoning that I see for people's like little maybe style tiles, maybe something else. But they're like secret sauce, snake oil pill. I have figured out how to do client work is that most of it, I think, is about the way that the designer works best and is yeah. able to express their ideas most effectively. Yep. Yeah, I mean, step um,
1: step one to, to adopting anyone's process is that your brain has to work like theirs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's two-way. It's a two-way snake yeah. oil road.
2: It is. It's a slippery. Snake oil is very slippery, so it's a slippery well, road as well. it helps with the
0: expression. The snake oil does. It
2: does. Oh, it it actually does, yeah. Less whining. Jeremy, do you wear glasses? I do wear glasses, as a matter of fact.
1: Have you ever tried Warby Parker? Look at me. Sick. They are
2: sitting on my head right now, yes. Look at me
1: segueing into the sponsor <laughs> bit. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I love Warby Parker. Absolutely do. Uh...
1: What kind do you have?
2: <laughs> I, I, have I have the Crosby. I have the Crosby. They're they're about two years old. I need to kind of go and uh, look at. I need to do another, uh, you know, another try on. Oh, yeah, the, that's uh, a, the, the, the Crosby
0: is a kit. classic Warby Parker style.
2: But, yeah, but oh, Jeremy, you're yeah. a, It's the the second most chunky of all of them.
1: You're a designer. How can you be wearing a pair of glasses that are two years old? You should have like half a dozen pairs just scattered around your desk. And with you would think that. And with Warby Parker's prices, you could certainly afford to.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well Pat, now Pat on the shakes, he's the one that has the you know, the five pairs of Warby Parkers. He he did do that. He's he's got My
0: Lord. He's got them in every color. It's just one got for them in every birthday. color. That's Oh yes. That's bonkers. He's a man
2: yeah, he's a man that loves to change his glasses.
0: If you know what I mean. If um, you know what I mean. Yeah, I like uh their Warby Parker website is very nice. They the preview that they show for all of the glasses will let you like look at them at every angle on a on a hipster's face.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that is it's, a nice it's website. A, it's a nice, very website. gorgeous. Yeah, they did a good job. They with still that. do the uh, where you can use the webcam, don't they? Um, to to look at virtual the...
0: Try-on? I think yeah, so. the virtual try on. Yeah, the virtual try on. I'm afraid of that. I don't. I don't want the internet to see my face, my horrible face. Um, <laughs> oh my
1: god, selfie queen. <laughs> yeah, seriously, what's up with that?
0: I don't, I don't know. I don't, I've never, I never want to do the website because it's always like your, your crappy front facing computer camera and like bad lighting. And then once.
1: S- Talk <laughs> about
2: Jesse. The sponsor, they don't put Jesse. your picture on their website. The sponsor, it's just for Jesse. you. I know. It's, it's a, it's a moment for you to know whether or not you uh, want to put that in your, in your home try on kit. Yeah. You, know, you get the, you get the five, right? Yeah. You get so the five. yeah, you, you know, so you've got to figure out which of the five you want. The virtual try-on is a good way to do that.
0: Yeah. Or you can look yeah. at the pictures on the hipsters and and yeah. make sure that the measurements are enough to fit um, your wide face frame. <laughs>
2: well, see, that's the thing. Hipsters don't have as wide of a face as what I have. Mm-hmm. So I really had to do the, yeah. the virtual try-on thing.
1: And these people actually, I mean, Warby Parker actually does good. Yeah. Every, yeah. In You know, not just. Getting you a pair of decent glasses for 95 bucks. But every time you buy a pair of glasses for 95 bucks, they partner with people like Vision Spring who makes sure that a, a, a pair is distributed to somebody who can't afford them.
0: Buy a pair, give a pair. It's really wonderful. Yep. And, and they really are. I mean, like as far as glasses go, I think that they start at $95. Um, and that's mm. for the frames and the lenses, I believe. Yeah. Um, which is like, that's crazy. That is crazy. That's crazy cheap. Um and for the style you get, what what a value, what value you get out of forby Park?
2: Absolutely, because they look way better than ninety five dollars glasses. Yeah, they do. They're yeah. Now now if now if you you are wanting to do that and you say you've gone and gotten your eyes checked, I mean, is it is it kind of a pain in the ass to? No,
0: get stuff it's from your so optometrist easy. to get there? It is surprisingly do, easy. You don't to, even have to like know anything. You just like search your zip code, and then it gives you a list of all of the eye doctors, and you're like, oh, I think that's the one that I went to, and you click on it, and then they ha- they call the people for you. Yeah,
1: they call your doctor.
0: Yeah.
2: That's good, because so you you it's, it's complicated. You, you know, there's like millimeters measurements. Yeah. You don't want to get that wrong. No,
0: it's fantastic. So.
1: And there's, all, there's that great awkward moment where you're calling... Your eye doctor and you're like, hey, can I get my measure
2: yeah? yeah. <laughs> hey, I don't want to. I don't want to buy the, my glasses from I'm, you. It's exactly.
1: It's for us. Uh, it's for a school project. Yeah. I swear, I'm not <laughs> buying glasses from somebody else.
0: Well, especially for millennials like me, it, it you. I get to avoid one more phone call that I have to make this year. I don't like making phone calls. It's, it's Before scary. we talk
1: about that, so if you go to Warby slash mistakes, um. You can get in on all the Warby Parker good stuff.
0: Yep. You can order five pairs of glasses to try on. Um, I believe the shipping is free for that. So you try them on. uh, They give you five days to play around with them and show your friends and take pictures for the internet, selfies, um, see what your friends like so that you don't end up looking horrible. Um you then send the glasses back, you tell them which ones you liked, and they send them right back to you with your uh prescription lenses or non-prescription if you're a poser. So That's yeah. true.
1: Jesse, why do you hate using the phone?
0: I don't know. You know, I used the phone a lot when I was younger, and then one day I was just like, mm, I don't like this. I don't mm-hmm. know. I think um internet.
1: I,
2: it'll come. It'll come back around to you, though. I, uh, you uh, know, I cause I was I was in the same boat, but I don't know. I'm 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 turning more into a phone guy again.
1: I think I don't love it. Here's what I love: the phone has become a weapon, mm-hmm. because everybody hates the phone. Yeah. Like I I don't use it um, unless I'm trying to like sneak up on somebody. Mm-hmm. Or um or you know. You get into these discussions, these work discussions where you're emailing somebody like every five minutes and it goes – like the minute it, it hits like the sixth, the fifth or sixth response, mm-hmm. just get on the phone.
0: Oh, yeah. But then there are also the ones where you will get them on the phone and they will just talk at you forever and it would be so much easier oh. to have them write it in an email.
1: Let's be clear about something. <laughs> I never answer the phone. Oh
0: uh, yeah. Yeah, I hate it. That
1: would be weird. Yeah, never
2: ever answer. <laughs> <that>. No, <laughs> make a phone call, but don't answer.
1: Right, but you can you can totally knock someone off their game if you call them.
0: Yeah. Oh, I know that. I know no that. No one's
1: expecting. That's it.
0: why, like, if an invoice is late, you hop right on the phone. Get right on the phone. Because uh, that doesn't need to be a long conversation. No. <laughs> just like, hey, just check. Because in. at oh, that I'm point,
1: like you're yeah. on the phone with somebody who probably doesn't want to be on the phone, mm-hmm. and they realize. That oh, I can get this person to never call me again if I send this invoice out, which has been sitting on my desk anyway. All right, I'm just going to send the invoice out, and they'll never call me again.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is that's some powerful shit right there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you called me today, by the way. I did call you today. You did.
1: You called me today. You were stuck in the elevator. <laughs> oh no.
0: It was, they locked their floor, and I I got, I've been so busy today that I kind of walked into the elevator, I was like playing threes on my phone, just to kind of calm my nerves down a little bit before recording, and like two minutes later, I realized that I had just been standing in the elevator, because their floor was deactivated. Um, Wow. We
1: were so busy today, we forgot (laughs) to unlock the door.
0: Yeah. And I was just so out of it that I... Stepped into an elevator and just stood there.
2: And just hung out there yeah. playing threes I've in a stopped that. elevator. That, yeah. I, it's, that is I think the epitome of well, I don't know what. No, but, uh,
0: you know what it, it you know what is it was? The it was of it. fantastic because I was by myself, nobody was talking to me, I was just playing the game. It's true. It's so relaxing. It was so yeah. relaxing. Yeah. It's like meditation. It becomes
1: your happy place.
0: Yeah.
2: I, I could go for that,
1: sure. Sure. It's like every once in a while I'll be on a long flight. And I really start looking forward to it. Oh,
0: I love like, a long Oh flight. my god!
1: And then, mm-hmm. like I'll tell my like I'll tell people back here, man, the go go in flight just did not work for me. Yeah, yeah, like screw that. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, I, I have always TV had a shows.
2: rule that, that whenever <laughs> I'm on a flight and because I used to travel with a a, a, a new business uh, mm-hmm. team, and so you know, and I would be in charge of the presentation deck, and so people would have all these changes or. You, Flight time? Flight time is me time. You do not bother me on a flight, because (laughs) I know as soon as we hit the ground, things are just going to go eight balls for, you know, the next 12 hours, so... I'm I'm getting I'm getting my time my relaxation in so yeah I am I'm, I'm with you big you know long flights are, are the best
1: also it's a crapshoot whether you're on a flight where you can actually get anything done mm-hmm. sure because it depends on so many factors that are outside uh, outside of your control mm-hmm. like the, the how much room you have the person next to you yeah how much whether or not idiot, you have
0: good snacks right
1: how much the idiot yeah. in front of you decides to recline.
0: Yeah, now uh, with an 11-inch MacBook Air, that's not so much of a problem. But um, sometimes you're also just not in the mood. Right. Right? Because yep. you're on a yep. flight. You're ready to watch movies and eat uh, the cheez that you bought at the newsstand at the airport.
1: Because mm-hmm.
0: it's your tradition.
1: Or get the Virgin America cheese plate.
0: Or get the cheese plate
1: while watching episodes of The Good Wife.
0: Yeah, just not the Virgin America tuna meal.
1: Oh no, no, the lemon tuna meal. Yeah, that's some serious stink.
0: Yeah, on oh. an airplane. Oh.
1: No, that's terrible. Why yeah, do I don't, do I don't know
2: why. How that's even allowed? I don't that, know. That's illegal. I don't that's know. Just Maybe they like up. made
0: a deal with the tuna people, and they just have like a surplus of tuna. The tuna lobby. Yeah, and they just got to get rid of it, and nobody's oh. ordering it, so I, it just perpetuates the problem.
1: I enjoy bringing a burrito. With me. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's a good way to make friends.
0: You can't really share a burrito, though. Hell
1: no. Why would I share? No, No, you don't talk to anybody on your flight.
0: No. No. Oh, and I hate it when people talk to me. I get so mad. You know, Mm -hmm. like, have you ever sat down and, like, and then the guy next to you is like, so, what do you do? And you're like, ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Don't talk to me,
1: no, see your headphones have to go on before you board, yeah, I got you the, have to board the with big them noise-canceling on. The, headphones as big as possible, yeah, like they don't come off. you don't hear anything. <laughs> I
0: just need to to write like I can't hear you on the outside of them just because sometimes they don't sometimes they still talk at me, and I actually can't hear them. So. yep, <sighs> yeah, an airplane. Mm, I love a I love a long flight, yep, it's just great. Yep. Um, But yeah, uh, back to speaking on the phone, Mike, I know that you recently made fun of me on the internet because I I triumphantly tweeted that I had called a Thai restaurant to order delivery instead of ponying up the $8 of Get It Now services for them to...
1: $8?
0: Well, yeah. So in San Francisco... Uh, land of opportunity for uh, a certain select uh, uh, population of San Francisco of course has this thing called postmates or get it now where um, they charge you 799 and they will deliver anything to you in the city which is kind of cool
1: 799
0: yeah but you figure it's they'll do it within an hour um, and that's a like I've I've done it for things where like if you, if you have like a piece of furniture at another person's house like a chair and you want it to be delivered to your house?
1: Oh, seriously? Yeah,
0: like you can game the system and get some great value out of Postmates.
1: So that 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 to me is worth it. Yeah, bucks. or like CB2.
0: Mm. Um, I've done a CB2 order where I bought some chairs there, and like a kind of bicycle brought them to the apartment.
1: Seriously, it was amazing. on a bicycle. On
0: a wow. bicycle, yeah. he was like super proud of himself. He's apparent. He apparently prides himself on doing the crazy ones. Um, so good value, but it's mostly used for food because then you can kind of make any restaurant, a takeout restaurant in San Francisco, but there is a Thai restaurant. Because um, we have
1: a shortage of takeout restaurants. Oh Yeah.
0: But my favorite Thai restaurant is not doesn't have online ordering. They have free delivery, but you have to call. But instead, every time I use Postmates, even though they're like four blocks away from my house, I use Postmates and pay eight dollars to have a. Hipster. They're four
1: blocks away. <laughs>
0: to have it, it's the tenderloin. It's a sketchy area. Um. <laughs> so anyway, this is a thing I've done in the past, and I finally put my foot down. I said, "No, I'll I'll call them on the phone."
1: I'm proud Here. of you.
0: It, they,
2: $8 would be a great value to get your, like, a DVD collection back yeah, from an Yeah,
0: I think that in, you know, in, could, in the heat of... Could they do of, that? <laughs> no. In the heat of the moment, while I was on the phone, I probably, like, if I could have, like, dialed one to have somebody else finish the phone call for $8 for me, I probably would have. Because I had to tell them my address, like, no less than 20 times. No less than 20 times. <laughs> uh <laughs> Um and then tra- I
1: think I've made that call.
0: Yeah, and then trying yeah. to read your credit card number over the phone is even harder for them to hear. It was just like,
1: and nothing sounds more secure than screaming your credit card number <laughs> in your exactly. In- yeah. 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 it's five three.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, three. Five, three. Five, three, five three. no, just five, three. <laughs> Are you ready
1: for the security code?
0: Yeah. It was horrible. But I did it. Um, I persevered and I accomplished my goal and I got my Thai food and it was delicious. But then uh, Jason Schellen told me about some startup service where like you can just like there's an app. Of course, there's an app where like you can do some sort of Internet really magic where you tell them to make a phone call for you and they'll make the phone call oh, for you. Oh, come
1: on. Mm-hmm. I
0: haven't used come that. Come on. But I think it's hilarious. Oh, for fuck's sake. Because I Seriously? think actually has the power to be successful in San Francisco. Oh my God, they're going to make so much
2: money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're going to go. That's going to be... That's Fuck. Gonna be
0: a, yeah. A... Because that's, like, mm, it's, like, one of those things that identifies a fear that, like, all of us have that we didn't know was the biggest problem in our life. Oh,
1: my God. It's <laughs> so much easier to stay a child. I know. I know.
0: Without <sighs> a doubt. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway,
1: we got to go. Jesus Christ, I'm pissed now.
0: Yeah, now you have to go uh, have a rage evening. I'm probably going to try it out to order some more Thai food. <laughs> No, I don't think I'm going to. I'm afraid of putting my credit card number in some person's sketchy application. Yeah. Much more comfortable with telling the Thai lady on the telephone, yelling it to her.
2: I feel like I should go get stuck in an elevator now.
0: Yeah, it's real nice. to kind of go back Are to I, that. Yeah, that, that,
2: that feels like a good way to decompress after that.
0: hmm
1: Jeremy, thanks for being on our show today.
2: Yeah, thank you guys yeah. for having me.
0: Yeah, and good luck at South by Southwest.
2: Oh, thanks. I'll, I'll, I'll and, let you guys know if I trip on stage.
1: And in case any of our listeners here are going to South by Southwest, when and where are you speaking?
2: It is going to be Tuesday, 12.30 p.m. at the Four Seasons Ballroom.
0: Fancy. So
2: th- yeah, yeah. Is it going to yeah, be a they, ball? It's is- going to be a ball. They stuck me in an 800-person venue. So if you are
1: coming to South by Southwest, I've got some seats to fill.
2: Hmm. Yeah.
0: Good luck.
1: Every, yeah. Every room at a tech conference is a ballroom, Jesse.
0: I don't know. I don't go to those kind. Con- I don't actually. All the conferences I go to, I don't actually attend the,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, the speaking things. It was a
1: bro down joke. I don't know. Okay, never mind.
0: Oh, a ballroom. I get it. A room Ball full room. of balls. Yeah, it's oh. a room full of balls.
2: Room full of balls.
0: I've learned to tune all of those jokes out. I'm sorry, I have my filter on. All right. I Good don't week, you. everybody.
1: We'd like to thank Warby Parker for sponsoring our show today. We hope we didn't embarrass you too much.
0: We will. We love you, Warby Parker. And if again, if anybody wants to try it out, uh, just go to www.warbyparker.com/mistakes.
1: And if you would like to uh, be a five dollars fan, please go to tugboatyards.com/mistakes. And uh, give us your $5.
0: I cannot promise that the $5 fangirl will be able to pronounce your name correctly every time.
1: You've yet to. And uh, also, please give a listen to The Shakes, which is Jeremy's podcast on Mule Radio.
0: Is that Mule Radio dot net, net slash? The Shakes. Excellent. All right. Thanks for continuing to listen to this podcast, everybody.
1: And have a safe week.